This episode is brought to you by Bioptimizers. There has never been a bad time to boost your immune system. But I don't need to tell you how important a strong immune system is right now, given the global health crisis that's spreading across the planet. P3OM are probiotics that improve your digestion and nutrition absorption, helping ensure your digestive tract and immune system stay strong and healthy. While many other probiotics on the market don't even survive your own stomach acid, P3OM is fully tested to make sure the probiotic strains not only survive in your body, but also don't compete with each other. This is key to stay protected against the growth of bad bacteria and other pathogens. While other probiotics require refrigeration and often die in transport and on the shelf, P3OM doesn't need refrigeration at all. It's also been clinically proven to give you more energy, less bloating, more mental clarity, and to shift your metabolism into fat burning mode. So if you're ready to boost your immune system, have healthier digestion, and burn fat, go to bioptimizers.com forward slash radically loved. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash radically loved. By using the promo code radically loved 10, you'll also get 10% off of your next order. So two things to remember, bioptimizers.com forward slash radically loved and promo code radically loved 10. There's never been a more important time to boost your immune system than today. So go to bioptimizers.com forward slash radically loved now and start living stronger. Hello everyone, welcome to Radically Loved Radio. I wanted to create a place where people can go to to get inspired, get motivated, or find some clarity and get tools to create a radically loved life. I will do my best to provide information on a variety of subjects, including yoga, holistic health, life coaching, spirituality, meditation, and overall mindful living. Each episode will bring you some of the world's best spiritual leaders, entrepreneurs, yoga teachers, coaches, along with some of my closest friends, and we will talk about their life experiences and journeys to create something more out of their lives and how they continue to grow to make that happen. Thanks for listening. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Radically Loved Radio. It is Friday, the 22nd of January. We're 22 days into the new year. Tessa, how are those intentions going for you? Well, I'm a little distracted right now, (laughs) but with our reset meeting this morning, I'm getting back on track and I'm excited to just start over. I'm going to start over as many times as it takes, you know? Oh, that's wonderful. That's so great. (laughs) So for those of you who are uh, just tuning in, we had our first Zoom meeting with our 75 days of wellness people that are joining us on this journey, 75 days of wellness. If you are not familiar with what we're talking about, we will put it in the show notes or you can go to my website and sign up. We're going to meet once a month. Uh, it will be the third Friday of every month for the next couple months. And it's just a support group there. There's a manual that you can download. If you go to my Uh, You can do it on the website or you can follow me on uh, Instagram and go on the links page and you'll see where you can download your uh, 75 days of wellness manual there. And we'll, we'll just, you know, we're doing it all together. It's all about creating new habits. It's all about creating uh, new rituals, new ways of being. I think I'm talking about habits right now because I'm just reading uh, Jen Sincero's newest book. Badass habits. So So I'm like, really, I'm like, oh, I wish we would have read this or I would have read this. We, all of me in here, losing my mind. (laughs) I wish we would have read this before. Um, but there's some great stuff in here. So it's definitely going to be on the must read during our sessions coming up. Oh, I'm picking that up today. It's going in my cart and ordering it. Yes. We also have her coming on the show very soon. So those of you who are Jensen Chero fans, she is also the writer of You Are a Badass and You Are a Badass at Making Money. She is incredible. She will be a guest on Radically Loved. If you can believe, can you believe? Oh, I'm I so can't. excited. She's hilarious. Oh, She's, that wisdom, that wit. She is just she is just on an on another level. So um Tess, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about this week that has been on my mind lately is 
Um, the fact that everything still feels the same. Oh my gosh, <laughs> does it ever? Yes. <laughs> It sure does. So I'm, I'm curious for you, and this is something that I want to start sharing with everybody as we, you know, do these sort of like little catch-ups, introduce the podcast. Um, I, I've tried to get a lot better about uh, doing my spiritual practice and mm-hmm. incorporating things during the day that make me feel like I'm doing something for myself. Obviously, I have my practice, meditation, yoga nidra, but I've actually started reading the book of awakening every day. Oh, so good. So like I'm on day, uh, 22. Uh-huh. And so in the morning I do my practice, I move around a little bit and then I sit and before I still don't have my phone, nothing coming in. I open the book and I read the prompt for that day. And I try to implement even a little bit of the practice, even if, that, if that's just me telling somebody else or, or, you know, calling a friend and saying, Oh, this was, this was the, the sort of lesson of the day. Um, so that that's what I've been doing. I'm going to try and do it every day until obviously the the end of the year. Um, so what practice? Yes. So what, what kind of practice have you incorporated if you have, or if you're waiting for the 75 days to start? Well, so my daily practice that I I'm continuing to incorporate from 2020 is um, actually from the Clarity Cleanse. It's the Pew 12 exercise of writing, which I love. I love writing for 12 minutes, not editing myself on an unlined piece of paper, knowing that I can just burn that shit up. Oh. <laughs> like nobody's going to read it. It's not for anybody else, but just to get rid of the spider webs, the cobwebs in my head. And then it just feels so ritualistic and spiritual to me to burn that paper and watch it go up in flames and like see the smoke and um, sit in front of my altar while I do this. That's one of my favorite practices lately. That is an intent. So for those of you who are not familiar (laughs) with this practice, yes. In the clarity clans who hopefully we can get um, Dr. Sadehi on here um, very soon. Uh, this practice is incredible. And I've recommended it to so many of my students and clients that I'm still working with is this practice that you, you put on the timer for 12 minutes and you just free, write. You don't edit yourself. You're not, the whole idea is to get it outside of your body to whatever's ailing you, whatever's making you feel some type of way you get it out. You're not rereading. So, because he talks about rereading is a way to repoison your body or retoxify your body. So just anything you're feeling about yourself, any negative thought pattern, anything that is living in your body, maybe it's an event that happened. Maybe it's a trauma you've gone through, whatever it is for 12 minutes, write the shit out of it. Just write it. Don't look at it. Just write it, write it, write it. And then once the timer goes off, stop. And then you crumble that shit up. You throw it in the fire. You watch it burn. Fire is transformational in Tantra. So many Tantric practices incorporate fire as a way to transform and to transcend. And so we utilize this practice as a way to, yeah, transform that. And, and you feel, I mean, you feel, I mean, for me, I know it, I feel like night and day. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I definitely, it's like an exorcism. (laughs) Yes, truly. I I get it out and I burn it up and then I'm like, I'm not holding this anymore. It's, it's disappeared. Yeah. yeah, It's transformed. It's like, yes, it's (laughs) yes. So true. And such a great practice. So we'll, we'll have to find that link and we'll add it into the show notes of this episode. If you're curious, um, you can always follow Dr. Sadehi as well. If, if you're uh, wanting to, to do that practice or just pick up the clarity cleanse. I mean, it's a great, great, if you're doing the 75 days of wellness with us, you can also use that as your book because the manual, I talk about reading a book that's going to help you on your journey. So maybe it's the clarity cleanse. Maybe it's the badass habits book. Maybe it's the book of awakening. Maybe it's the book of soul. Maybe it's, you know, just something that's going to aid you in your journey. Just one, just one book. I know it's hard because so many, if you're like me, I like to get all the books, right? (laughs) I want to go and to, to Barnes and Noble. And I buy actually at the beginning of the year, I bought a ton of books and I'm just like, Oh, just got to focus on one. You got to grab one and just focus on one because it gives you the opportunity to really integrate what it is that you're learning or what you're reading about. So 
I definitely recommend that. Yes. Do you have anything to add? Oh, I'm just commiserating with you over. It's hard to choose just one book. There's so many good out there and in this line of business every day, I'm like, Oh, I want to read that. Oh, I got to read that. So I guess what I would say to that is there are some books that are great on audio and I feel like for me, that's a way that I can get through it without feeling like I have to dedicate time to sit down and read. I don't know. It feels like a little bit of a, I don't want to say cop out. That's like the worst word, but I still feel like I'm absorbing information and learning things while I might be going for a walk or maybe I'm driving somewhere. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So totally. It's just, yeah, I'm it into that a little bit information overwhelm, but there's so much mm-hmm. good information out there. Oh, so much, so much. It's so hard. I mean, on the, uh, I was recently in Miami. I went to Miami after, and I know I don't want you guys to come for me because I traveled. Yes, I traveled. I was gone all last week <laughs> and I wasn't posting about it because I just, it's hard to be like, Hey, this is what I did. We did COVID tests. We got negative COVID tests. We got on an airplane. We were absolutely 100% safe. We got there. We quarantined for a couple of days, did another COVID test and got to hang out with our friends. And, you know, we were, everybody's super careful, safe. And we basically just quarantined in, um, my friend's place and it was awesome. And while I was there, definitely was checking out Florida to see what Florida has to offer. That's a separate conversation that we will save for another time. <laughs> Cause you know, Tori's already thinking about what the next move for us is. And I'm not even going to, uh, I'm not even going to entertain that at the moment. Um, I shouldn't say that it's both of us are entertaining. I mean, he's talking, we have some friends that just bought a house in Austin while we were there. And, um, so he's looking at Austin, he's looking at Florida, he's looking at Bend. And I'm like, Portland? Question yes, mark? That's my question. Uh, <laughs> so look, they're in Washington. I don't know. Exclamation so many. Point. Yes. I mean, so many people are leaving California right now. It's like the mass exodus. And, mm. you know, I'm always open to change. I'll never say no. I'm, I'm always, it's always exciting to live somewhere new, to have a new experience. But I, I'm just, I'm trying to still you know, like just find that place that I want to call home, you know, forever. I'm, I'm such a creature of habit. And so the idea is really scary, but, but anyway, back to, back to what I was saying. So, so we were just in Florida. I literally just went off on a tangent, but that's just because it's been a long day and it's okay. So yeah, we're just in Florida. What else am I going to add to that? What was I saying? Help me. Well, I thought it was interesting. The tangent you did go off on the idea of staying firmly rooted in one house for a period of time, which I feel like is kind of a generational thing to do versus Mm -hmm. being a little bit more nomadic and being willing to kind of move around. It feels to me like buying a place feels so, you know, you think about like a 30 year fixed mortgage, but Oh yeah. Always sell. Um, it's true. I like that mindset. I I think it's kind of free. Yeah. Think about, Oh, what would it be like to live here? And and now I'm going off. Yeah. Well, no, but it's true. I think everybody listening to this, come on. If, if you didn't think about moving, if you're in a big city like LA and you've mm-hmm. not thought about moving at least once during the last year, <laughs> give me a call. I want to know what your secret sauce is because it's like every single person I've talked to all my friends, even some of my family, they're like, Oh, let's move. You know, so I have family members that live in Texas and they're like, Oh, let's move back to Texas or let's, you know, move to Arizona. I mean, I have a good friend that just moved to Arizona. I mean, everybody's just, I'm also not the person that jump on the bandwagon, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll yeah. just wait it out a little bit to see what happens. But, um, well, yeah, look, that's living- my question. Like, yeah, if you do move out of a city that you love, there's a lot of things you love about it. I'm sure. And things do settle down eventually, like things will change and continue to morph. But I mean, like a year from now, will you feel like, oh, maybe that was a little bit too soon? I wonder. Yeah. Yeah. No. And these are really great. That's a great question because I'm one of those people I'm like, I'll write it out. And I love, I mean, I love LA. It's my home. It's, it's where I was born and raised, but you know, I lived in Portland for four years. And so I really enjoyed that too. And I, I mean, look, there's so, I mean, California is 
such a shit show right now. I mean, there's the leadership, there's, there's shit going on just with the people not support people in charge, not supporting small businesses. I have so many friends whose businesses have shut down after being in business for 20 years, like restaurants and, you know, we're in a shutdown. And so it makes it, LA is a great and beautiful city to live in when you can actually live in it. You know, when you can live, when you can have the experiences and, and go have, you know, connect with your friends and go out to places and eat at the restaurants and, enjoy the beach and go for hikes and go to the Griffith Observatory, you know, all of those really incredible things that LA has to offer aren't available. It just makes you think like, why am I living in this overpriced city? What is the benefit of being here? You know, I'm spending all of my hard-earned cash to just live for what, you know, all my friends are leaving, you know, so it, Yeah. I mean, that's just to be completely transparent and honest. I mean, that's really what the conversation has been for us. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's always a quality of life issue. Like I want to be in nature. I want to be closer to nature, whatever that means, however that comes about. Ultimately, I know that that's where I want to go. And in a perfect world, I could split my time between being here and in Oregon. But unfortunately, you know, until, you know, I I figure out a way to to live that kind that kind of lifestyle. Like I'm just going to have to continue to be grateful for what I have. And look, we're very fortunate to entrepreneurs during this crazy time for us to still be here. Um, I'm, I'm, it's not lost on me and I'm, I'm super grateful, you know? Um, Oh yeah, for sure. That being said perspective, right? Yes. Experiencing this perspective shift and, and it may be a value shift. So many of us are continue to be in 2021. (laughs) Yeah. Like literally, I'm just like, Oh God, it's just the same day. Okay. So I do have to give you a, a, a big shout out test because this guest wouldn't be on our show today. If it wasn't for you bringing it up at the right time at the right moment. And thanks to you dropping his name and reading his poem one of our dear friends and avid listeners who's also been a guest on the show, Margot Lightburn, uh, made the connection between us and Mark Nepo. We had just talked about how it would be awesome to have him on the show. And I'm so honored and excited to let everybody know that this is who is on the show today. So thanks, Tess. You guys can all thank Tessa for that. You are so welcome. You're about ready to just, your life's going to change. Oh, oh, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, truly what an incredible conversation. We're talking about dealing with social isolation and our inner life with Mark Nepo today. He is a New York Times bestselling author. He's a poet. He's a teacher. He's a leader. He's been on uh, Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. He has accolades galore. Um, We talk about his thoughts on the pandemic and how we can break free from isolation. We learn about spiritual practice and how it can transform our life. He helps us understand the cost of not being authentic and how we can be more real. I mean, this conversation goes deep into what great love and great suffering is. We talk about anger during a pandemic. I mean, we really went for it in this episode. Um, I mean, what do you have any takeaways? I mean, I just, I want everyone to just like, whatever you're doing, just stop and listen, get out your journal, get a pen. This is going to be an episode. I'm not kidding. It will change your life. Introducing Mark Nepo into my life has been like Rosie mentioned at the beginning of the episode. Now it's part of her daily ritual. And he just has such profound wisdom through his life experience to share I'm, I'm so excited for everybody to, to get to experience it. Oh, me too. I mean, uh, for those of you that don't know, we do have a workbook for each episode. If you haven't gone to my website, uh, radicallyloved.com and you go to podcasts, if you click this podcast episode, there is a workbook that you can download if you want to follow along and fill it out as you're listening to the podcast. It's something that I actually do quite often when I have these conversations with people and I'm like, oh, I want to remember what that person said or this question quote was so good. And he said something very poignant, you know, with Wade Lightheart's episode last week. And 
uh, Sahara's episode the week before that, I find myself trying to go back and remembering like, oh, what was that wisdom nugget that they shared that was really, really poignant and, and so appropriate for this. So um, you guys prepare yourselves, get yourself uh, your cup of tea or a cup of coffee, or if you're on a walk, like just tune in and listen to this interview with Mark Nepo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Radically Loved Radio. I am joined by a very special guest today, and I can't tell you what a treat this is because all of you that are listening know how deeply inspired I am by this man, and we finally were able to connect and get him on the show thanks to Margot Lightburn, who has also been a guest on the show. Mark Nepo, thank you so much for being here. We are just so honored and excited and all of the things. Oh, you're welcome. Enjoy to be with you and to be a part of your work. Well, we are um, we are uh, very excited because you have a new book out, and we received uh, a couple of copies, which was really awesome. It's called The Book of Soul: Fifty Two Paths to Living What Matters, and another another addition to a collection of incredibly prolific works. Um, I was curious for you after all of these, all of these years and all of these books that you've written, like what, what struck you the most about writing this book in particular? Well, well, each book, you know, is, and I write about what I need to learn, not what I know. And, and so one of the reasons I'm blessed to be prolific is, you know, if I only wrote about what I knew, I would have written very little. <laughs> and, um, but each book, <laughs> each book is an inquiry. And, and so this book, which was really uh, not surprising, but it, it started to kind of integrate things that I've been exploring for years in other books and kind of putting them all together. And I think the, the heart or the metaphor that really opens this book is is that you know we're all here physically because of the the love and courage of our mothers literally birthing us here um you know i remember my mother's now gone but i remember being in college uh and uh undergraduate school and seeing a documentary of actual childbirth and uh and calling her up right away afterwards going oh my god thank you thank you and and um, but the metaphor here is of a different kind of labor. And that is that once we're here, we go through a second labor, which is the experience of a lifetime that births the soul on earth. And this is something that everyone, you know, everyone who's alive will be given the chance to be dropped into the depth of life. And how we meet that opening is when our journey truly, truly begins. Yeah, I mean, that is, that is absolutely so, so powerful, you know, because you think about this, this process that we don't, I think for the most part, and I am generalizing, we don't think about that visceral process and and how it actually uh, affects us you know and our ability to be able to navigate through life in this way i i think that you talk about um uh suffering and how it's designed to exhaust our differences and and i really i loved that because especially with the year that we just experienced <laughs> like yeah. last year which is only really a, a week ago for us yeah. how absolutely uh it intense that is so can you talk about that a little bit more yeah well i think you know i think all the traditions speak about in different ways but basically all the great love and great suffering uh help us remember that we are the same and you know i, I remember years ago my first trip in California, and I drove down the coast down US one and um, that amazing, rocky, beautiful coast. And I was around Monterey and those little kind of stone, almost little stone islands that are like a quarter mile offshore. And 
and it was a very rough day and I stopped the car and I was watching and this entire top of this little stone island was covered with sea life. I mean, there wasn't a space. They had all climbed up out of the rough sea to get a, a place of rest. And, you know, there were coromants and otters and sea lions and gulls and, you know, everything. And they were literally like sleeping on each other. And normally they would be territorial. And that's where I first saw this lesson from nature that the water was rough. And when they were exhausted, there was room for everybody because they were exhausted of their differences. And I think that that we are in a time worldwide right now where we are being exhausted of our differences. You know, one of the things about this pandemic, which is echoed a lot, you know, from my work, I'm, I mean, I'm this February, I'll be 70, which seems hard to believe. And, uh, but in my thirties, I almost died from a rare form of lymphoma. And so, you know, I, I see, feel uh, echoes of my journey in this large worldwide journey. You know, when, when I was first uh, diagnosed years, decades ago, I, I went to a doctor and uh, was terrified and frightened and thought they must be talking about the wrong person and uh, told I had cancer. And, and the door that I had come through to have that appointment was gone. There was no way back to life as I knew it before that appointment. The old world was gone. And I think that's happened to us worldwide with this pandemic. The old world before this pandemic is gone. And we need each other and we need the humility and courage to see past our differences and accept where we are in order to make our way forward. And so, you know, you see that, um, you know, when, when something is gone, then there's grief and loss. And so I don't know if you're familiar with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross was the mother of the modern hospice movement in the 70s. And she wrote a book about the stages of grief that individuals Yes. kind of bounce around in yeah then you don't necessarily go in order but you bounce around and the five stages were denial anger barter you know uh depression and acceptance well you can see that i i feel like in our society especially in america there are whole portions of our society that are stuck in some of these stages of grief we have a huge part of our society that's stuck in denial. No, no, we're not in a pandemic. It's a hoax. My God, there are so many people suffering and dying. No, it's not a hoax, Mm -hmm. but they're stuck in denial. This is how they're dealing with their grief. And there are another whole part of our society that's stuck in anger. They're going to, you know, be angry that they have to wear a mask, protest. What are we protesting? Biology? Gravity? Yeah. No, that you, you know, there's no one to get angry at. You want to get angry at God? No, there, there's a pandemic. And so we are all needing to move through that so we can accept the old world's gone. And we have to yeah. accept each other and love each other in order to move forward. Anytime we start a health journey, we can all use a little bit of support. And that's exactly what Paleo Valley provides. Paleo Valley provides products that prioritize nutrient density in an industry that prioritizes everything else. They believe that every dietary choice and every added ingredient is a powerful opportunity to love and care for oneself. And for me, that means doing everything in my power to make sure that my immune health is number one. Their Essential C Complex is a really great way to support your overall immunity. Their turmeric complex soothes joints, muscle discomfort, banishes brain fog, and helps protect against DNA damage. And you guys all know how much I love my greens, all the superfoods. Their organic super greens is the best. 
It's organic, non-GMO, and they use absolutely no cereal grasses. Make your health number one. Go to paleovalley.com forward slash Rosie, that's R-O-S-I-E, to get your Paleo Valley products today. Use Rosie15 to get an additional 15% off of your order. So visit paleovalley.com forward slash Rosie and enter the code Rosie15 to get an additional 15% off at checkout. And now back to our show. You know, it's it's really interesting. I'd love to hear what your opinion is on this, but I think of the intensity of that anger, that displaced um, uh, disappointment or upset from last year with, with everybody's world being changed and how we hadn't been able just as a society to have the things that we do in order to express that rage or express that anger. Gyms were closed. You couldn't do gather. You couldn't do a lot of these things that I feel like some people really need that communal uh, experience to cope with the intensity of shifting now into a new way of the world. And I really feel that that had a lot to do with the intensity that came along with, you know, this pandemic and and people not believing that what was happening or people spending too much time online, you know, all all of these things. Like I, I just feel in my opinion and people can disagree with me, that's fine. But I really believe that, you know, a lot of that I'm speaking, I'm, I'm speaking on anger specifically and the rage specific to the pandemic. I'm not talking about, um, you know, any of the, the uprisings that happen with racism and systemic racism and all that. I'm, I'm speaking specifically to the pandemic. Um, I really feel that people who are that upset, it's coming from somewhere. And, and where is that somewhere? Like, where's that anger really coming from? And, and, it's fine to express it. I think everybody has the the ability and opportunity to express. I'm not trying to bypass the experience. I just feel like it just shows us how truly unhappy in our society we really are. Well, I think that, you, you know, think? One of the, I feel that um, anger in my own experience in my life, that anger, um, which, yes, there's legitimate anger, but Often anger is one of many responses to being hurt. And if we never, if we never face and deal with our own hurt, we will, we will return to the anger, but we'll never get to the hurt. And if you don't get to the hurt, you can't heal. So if I only get, you know, if if you hurt me and I get angry. But I never tell you, I never face my vulnerability. I don't, we don't talk about the real hurt. Then I circle back to the anger. I circle back to the place of the hurt, but I never face the hurt. And this is something, you know, in our society, especially in the West, we tend to be averse. We, we run from the life of feelings and the life of feelings is the heart blood of spirit the life of feelings is the heart blood of community and you know we have yes there are some feelings that are difficult uh that we don't like to but but you know i i feel like we have to let our feelings through they are our teachers and this is how the heart the heart is our greatest teacher and only by having that courage to be with what we feel, to face what we have to face and feel what we have to feel, can we discover that we are the same at heart. Yeah. Oh, I'm like the end. <laughs> like that is just, <laughs> that is so, that is so true. That is so right on. And, and again, like I have, so many other questions, but because we're speaking about this topic uh, in particular, I, I'm thinking about the the things that people believe when they are in that disconnected space. And, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine who 
you know, we differ on a lot of facts, <laughs> a lot of things that, you know, she believes and, and I don't believe. And we had this conversation um, about things making sense. And she said, oh, well, it's just common sense. And I'm like, well, common sense isn't so common, number one. And to me, my gauge for knowing what truth is, is my precious, my most precious commodity is always discernment. It's always my discernment. I try to just be in a state of constant discernment all the time. And for me, in my experience, the way that I keep that is by doing my morning rituals, doing my practices and not numbing my feelings. So my, my belief is if a lot of people are out there numbing their experiences, numbing their feelings all the time, they're going to be way more susceptible to believing something that might not be true because it makes sense. How do you know what makes sense if your discernment is not well, I think sharpened, this opens, if, yeah, you're, if you're not able to This opens up a whole, a whole area that's worth exploring about our American society. And, you know, that... I, I believe all the spiritual traditions, the whole purpose of having any kind of practice, and it's not abstract, it, anything, it's, it all need, nobody can tell anybody how to be in their spirit and in their heart. It's all very personal. And when we inhabit it, it becomes very real. And so, you know, the, the real work of self-awareness is so that we can we can fully be who we are and be connected to everything larger than us and that that gives a ground to stand on that gives a fundamental you know it's like if you look at a mountain on the horizon they're majestic and then you walk up to the mountain and you can't tell where the mountain stops and the earth begins but without that earth, the mountain is nothing. And the same thing with every soul is like a mountain. We, we are only, our authority of being is only as solid as the authority of all being that we are connected to. So if we don't have a way to connect who we are to all of life, then we're untethered. Then it's hard to find what's real what's not real and we st we need that some kind of connection so uh, let me open up a couple of other things about i've been thinking about in terms of so that's like just every generation everyone who's ever lived has to that when we get thrown into the depth of life through love or suffering we have to connect to everything that's larger than us to everything that's foundational and and um, so that there's that. So now you look back, you go as far back to you know like uh, when when Ronald Reagan became president. Well, Reagan, and I'm not talking politics. I'm not talking left or right. Reagan was the first actor who became president, and that was the beginning of a schism in what's real and what's not. So someone, and I'm not talking about whether he was a good actor or not, but the idea that an alternate reality, someone who was an actor now was president. And now you fast forward to where we are today and Trump is kind of the Frankenstein's monster of the inversion of reality. And I'm not talking about politics. Mm -hmm talking about the fact of there are no truths. You make up whatever you want. There's nothing, no basis for reality. So you add that, that if you don't have a way to connect to what's real and the very society, and one other thing I'll just throw in here that's happened in the last 20, 30 years, and it's the whole reality TV culture. And I'm not, I'm not criticizing any one show or anything, but that whole movement <laughs> was anything but real. You know, it gives people a false sense of being connected. So if I watch a show and I get all invested and then I'm home alone and I'm lonely and I tune in and I, 
and I vote. I even vote for someone, and then the show's over. I turn it off. I've invested all of my emotional energy, and I'm still lonely because it hasn't. So I'm not talking about it as entertainment. I'm saying it's not a substitute for real connection. And you add, you know, the being, you know, online versus being in person. You know, it's all like a perfect storm that has people spinning without, without real connection. But we still, yeah. we're still one honest feeling away from reconnecting to that foundation. And that, that's the miracle that's always just one honest breath away. So, wow. Oh, that is so, I was trying to not get emotional because it's just, I, I really hear what you're saying. And I just, I, I guess my wish is, is that more people would hear that because it's not about this side or that side. It's just about what the truth is and the real, our highest truth, right? The highest truth of, of all. You, you talk a lot about the struggle to stay open uh, in the book as well. And, and I'm, I'm thinking about that as you're saying this, because it makes sense to me that people that are not getting that connection, they feel disconnected and they're feeling maybe closed off and it becomes maybe difficult for them to utilize that their ability to connect if they're not it's like if you're not if you don't use it you lose it type of thing and I, I don't want to think about it in those terms because I feel like you can't really lose love you know but you can you can forget how to feel love but you won't lose love so can you speak on that a little bit well I think that yeah so you know and again we're all no one is exempt from these things you know I know a lot of these things because I I've you know violated violated them a lot and them you because we're all human so it's not about it's not about you know it's about moving through them you know you know in the medieval times medieval monks when asked how they practiced their faith said by falling down and getting up and i love that i love that you know no one we can talk about fear we can talk about isolation we can talk about all these things no one will get rid of them but the work the spiritual practice, the work of self-awareness, the work of courage is when you fall down, you get up. When we move through fear so we can be safe again. You know, we, we take the risk when we're lonely to reach out. And, and so that, that, that's the thing that I think is so common for all of us is that once we are isolated, there's like a clear wall that starts to grow around us. And then it takes courage to break that clear wall. So, you know, one of the things that keeps us isolated, especially in modern America, is our want to have preferences. You know, I, I, I you know, like I need to have, you know, like, uh, well, I'm going to read four reviews before we dare go to a new restaurant when we could go to restaurants. And then, well, they don't have exactly the food that I like or that I think is healthy or this or that. And, you know, and then I've, you know, I've eliminated by through process of preferences. I won't even take a chance and go. And then I'll never meet the woman who's a classical musician who's working there as a waitress who has a lesson that I'm supposed to learn by listening to her story. You know, so, so this brings up another thing about in the mind. And again, I'm not, I'm not slamming particular products, but let's look at Pandora, right? Pandora, the amazing music app. And we all know, you know, mm -hmm. so if I listen to a song, then it knows that I like that song, so when, now it'll give me a song, another song like that. Well, that's all really cool for the first half hour. How do I ever discover music I've never heard of before? If all it does is give me what I like. How do we, you know, so, you know, I don't, I don't want to 
read movie re i don't want to see movie reviews i, I don't want to read theory when we could do all these things because i you know i want to i want to be able to go and experience things and even if i don't like them so what it's live it's life it's so you know i i was interviewed um do i do a lot of interviews i did an interview last summer for for a a, a magazine in london and the young woman was asking me very honestly wonderfully that you know that there was an epidemic of loneliness in her generation in in england and um i think it's you know all over especially now but um so she was asking me if i had any thoughts or and you know and and along these lines you know it made me think um you know you don't interview ambulance drivers you take the first one who comes <laughs> that, right you don't so yeah. if you're lonely then take you you well like again now it's hard to go out but if you're lonely you go to a cafe even if you're socially awkward you say hello even if it doesn't lead to a friendship you you break that clear wall of isolation you have you take quiet courage yeah. uh, to reach out now if we have preferences well i don't like that place and i need i need a, for a friend to be a friend i need a b c and d and then what do we do we the preferences make the clear wall higher and then nobody can get over the wall. And then we sit behind the wall and we go, oh, it's terrible. So I'm so lonely and life is terrible. And no, you, you take the first rescue, the first sign of life that comes along so you can be alive. And that we don't know where it's going. We don't know, you know, Rilke, the great, the great poet, Rainer Maria Rilke, he said, let everything happen beauty and terror no one feeling is final keep going mm. Ugh, that's so good <laughs> i have so many thoughts i have so many thoughts with what you said and i'm trying to just compute everything in my mind especially what you're saying about the new experiences and building that wall higher i mean i'm thinking about my own, obviously, yeah, I need to learn to. I'm a student. I'll be a lifetime student forever. But yes, uh, you know, I have my own preferences and my own things. Oh, I don't want to go there because they don't have what I like or I don't want to try this. And I think about just the things in our lives that are catered to our likes. Social media, I've, I've had all kinds of opinions about social media and even dating, even people that, that date on dating apps, you know, I have some friends that are on these dating apps and I'm like, how that the mystery is, is not there anymore because so many people, we just put our information out in the world for everybody to know. And so that mystery of talking to somebody, it's like, oh, you just came back from Bali. How was it? What did you do? You know, how what was your experience and hearing them say, oh, well, you could just look at my Instagram or you could just, and it's like, no, no, I, I want to, I want to hear your experience. I want to know what, what stood out for you. We're so much more concerned with showing the highlight reel of our life so that everybody out there thinks that we are complete than actually doing the work that it takes for us to be adventurous and take chances and, and be uncomfortable. Right. And so be, yeah, I, and that's wonderfully said. And that's wonderfully said. And 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 to be authentic. To be authentic. You know, I, I there's a poem of mine that goes that if if you want a true friend, let me um, let me read it to you. It's short. Um, let me just find you. it here quickly. Uh, yeah okay so this is this is called if you want a true friend if you want a true friend just open your hands and say i don't know say it softly and wait so your other can see that you mean it give them a chance to drop what they think is secret 
Let them come up with a cup of what matters from the spring they show no one. Let them sigh and admit that they don't know either. Then you can begin with nothing in the way. Go on, admit to the throb in your heart and let the journey begin. Where's that clap track, Ed? It's so good. I loved that. Thank you. That is that is so good. Yes. If we can just live in this poetic state, I feel like the world would be just such a better place because there is so much heartache and truth and realness and joy and ecstasy in living in that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, re the reward, one of the rewards for being authentic is, is that and see and feeling the common core with everyone is that we experience oneness. We experience the sense of everything larger than us. This is what we love. We access so more readily in nature than anywhere else. When we go out into an open field or we go to the shore or we climb a mountain and we feel that sense of oneness. Well, that happens with, with other people when we can just be real, when we can just be who we are. And so one of the challenges for everyone, for all of us, for me too, is to be who we are everywhere. Mm. Yeah. Why do you think that's so difficult for us to just be honest or be authentic? Well, I I think, you know, we we fear that we'll get hurt. We fear that we'll be rejected, that we won't be seen or heard for who we are. And 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 that may happen. But what I've learned in my life is that the cost of not being authentic is greater because when I'm not who I am, a part of me starts to die. And so if I'm alive and I'm real, I can be hurt, but I can't be uh, upended, you know? So, one of the reasons our inner life is so important and, and sense of inner practice is, and just look at, I, I like to use in these months, I've, ta I've talked about it this way, that look at the redwood trees that are out in California. They're magnificent. They're enormous, right? I mean, they're, you know, hundreds of years old. Some are a thousand years old. And, you know, I doubt, maybe, but I doubt that even in a hurricane, or that that a redwood would be uprooted it would be damaged but not uprooted and that's because its roots are deep and its trunk is wide and that's the practice of a spiritual practice practicing being authentic real feeling our feelings being open staying open that all deepens our roots and widens our trunk, which we need, so we won't be uprooted in the storms of our day. This episode is brought to you by Stamps.com. One thing we learned in 2020, the internet is even more awesome than we thought. Groceries online, movies online, doctor's visits online, and of course, going to the post office online with stamps.com. Stamps.com allows businesses to do all of their mailing and shipping right from their computer. So no need to leave their home or office or home office. Stamps.com has saved small businesses all over the country thousands of hours and tons of money, and now you can too. Now, personally, I can tell you that Stamps.com made a huge difference in Tori and I's lives. Because of the pandemic, Tori was forced to move his entire operation to our home. And like many of you out there, we had to adapt. Stamps.com brings the services of the U.S. Postal Service and UPS to your computer wherever you are. Stamps.com is a must-have for any business, whether you're small office sending out invoices or you're an online seller shipping out orders or even 
even a giant warehouse sending thousands of packages a day. Stamps.com will handle it all with ease. So make 2021 the year you stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. There's no risk. And with my promo code LOVED, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in loved. That's L-O-V-E-D. That's stamps.com. Use promo code loved. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. And now back to our show. Of course, you went right to my heart with the redwood trees. Those are my favorite tree. And I'm sure you know this, but they grow in in circles. They grow in communities. So their root systems actually go and connect with other circles of of trees and it works just like the aspens trees do when there's a weaker tree the communal yeah they gather their resources and they feed the i'm going to say weaker or or the one that's in need the tree and so and they call these circles um fairy circles of of redwood trees and i just uh, i just love that so much and I, I think that that is such a, a poignant thing to say when you're talking about the difference between when you go to a majestic mountain and you can't see where it begins and you're at the the base of it. And when you're talking about the base of this trunk of a tree and how wide and grounded it is. And I feel like the more that we focus our energy and our life force into getting into that state of grounding, into that state of connection, into that state of authenticity, we can really then connect to our own security and our own sense of of being. And as I was telling you earlier, before we started recording, I think that that was one of the main things for me that was able to bring me back into my body was what you talk about in the book is nature. Me being, I mean, I grew up in the concrete jungle, you know, I didn't see greenery. There's not very much, (laughs) there's not very much uh, greenery in East LA, you know, but the the moment that I was able to actually get out of the city and, and go to the ocean, that was the closest thing for me to experience was going to the beach and seeing these epic waves and and seeing the interaction between a wave crashing on the shore or seeing the rocks by the shoreline that just made me feel there's nothing in my life that is bigger than there's no issue in my life that's bigger than this ocean and that would really give me a deep sense of relief and and connection you know that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And, and you know, I, I think that just as you're saying about the redwoods um, and the aspens, we all have, you know, like those trees above ground, they're individual, but underneath they share the same root system. And that's a great metaphor for our community. We all share the same root system, which is why we have to take care of each other, because it's all connected. That is such a perfect segue. So I have one final question. I'm wanting to be respectful of your time. And again, I'm just so honored and grateful that you spent some time with us. Uh, I want to ask you one final question. And it's so, (laughs) it's like kismet, but not really. It's so apropos to what we're talking about. It's the reason why I actually started this podcast, Radically Loved, Radical Meaning Root, um, and the whole idea behind radical love is that we my the idea is that we are radically loved by god source spirit whatever higher power of your understanding that the the universe works for us and not against us and it is our innate right to feel radically loved so the final question to you is and i'm going to ask you the two-parter just because i know you're going to give us incredibly prolific answers (laughs) is how do you how do you feel radically loved and what do you radically love yeah well thank you and i love i love that the way that you're holding that that radical doesn't mean on the edge politically radical 
means rooting and 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 really uh affirming growth and so i feel radically well i feel radically loved let me go back in in answering that to when i was going through my cancer journey and you know i grew up on long island in uh outside of new york city in you know kind of middle you know middle lower middle class little houses you know and um and i was raised jewish and and i am jewish that's part of my heritage is jewish i feel deep tied to that but when i went through but i don't i'm a student of all paths and and that's because when i was almost dying i was radically loved by so many people from all traditions from all faiths, including, you know, like we'll open it way up, you know, like including scientists and atheists and a Native American poet who I knew and artists and, you know, just everybody was so kind that that when I was still blessed to be here, I was not, and all these years later, am still not wise enough to know what worked and what didn't. And so I was challenged to believe in everything. And that has been the center of my work over these last 30 years and all my books and all my teaching and the, is that I believe in the unnameable center of all those traditions. And formal and informal. And I believe in the unique gifts of each. And I and I and I love, you know, what you're talking about is radical love is is the light that connects everything. So I have been loved, literally loved back to life that way. Um, and. And the thing that what I radically love is the life force of this conversation that we're having that happens that keeps going all the time i and the people of course in my life and the space that i'm in which is very much like the space we're in when i'm blessed to be in circle with people whether it's online or in person um and i love um i love the life of the heart i feel uh like the heart is the strongest muscle we have and it has never let me down and you know my heart has been broken at times but it has always i don't know how but it has always come back together and it has always come back together larger gentler stronger more loving and more giving and so i remain devoted to that mystery i don't even think i could say anything after that that's so perfect oh my goodness uh i can't i'm trying to just gather all of my my resources right now because i'm just uh yes i'm so grateful for all of your all of your wisdom and all of your lessons and all of your books which have i mean for people to to see how their work impacts people um i i wouldn't be here without without them and, no. and i say that and i'm gonna try to not get emotional but thank you it's true and um I just think it's it's so beautiful when people could actually get into a space where they read something and they can actually feel moved by it. Um, and I, I radically, I know you didn't ask me what I radically loved, but I radically love that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's good. 
<laughs> so for the people listening to this or the people that are watching this, um, where can they where where can they go for more information? Where can they go to connect with you um, currently? Yeah, thank you. And let me thank you too for your work and being a part of this. This is, I think, very important work. And um, and I'm very, very happy to be a part of it. Well, folks can go, there's two, you know, people can go to my website, marknepo.com, and all of my books and things are always stuff there. And there's a sister uh, site where I'm offering webinars now that, uh, online, and, then, and people can go to live.marknepo.com to find out and register. And the next uh, webinar I'll be giving will be the end of January, and there are three Sundays in a row. It's There are three parts to one webinar, and that's January 24th, 31st, and February 7th. And at that live.marknepo.com, live people can find details and register. But the, this webinar is going to focus on the theme, Finding Inner Courage, Our Walk in the World. And that's where all of my webinars that is are. So, are, so, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. So, sorry, there was a little bit of a lag. Um, everybody that's listening, or if you're watching this, all of those links that Mark just mentioned will be in the info button. If you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify, or if you're watching this on YouTube, those links will be in the description section and they will be directly linked to everything that Mark said, including all of his books and his website and where you can connect with him. So with that, again, I want to be respectful. I am so grateful. Please come back and see us again. We are just, we love you and we, we radically love you. And those of you <laughs> listening you. to this podcast, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please don't forget to leave us a review and share this with somebody who you think would benefit from it. And don't forget to um, don't forget to just know that you're radically loved. And we're so grateful grateful for all of you. So thank you so much for being here, Mark. Thank you so so much. Oh, you're you're so you are incredible. A joy, a joy. And, um, and yeah, I'll be happy, you know, just connect with Eileen. I'll be happy to do a part two sometime with you. And, um, but thank you for your work and, and thank you, Ed and everyone. Um, it's good work and this is the work we need right now. So I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and, uh, appreciate what you're doing. this episode. I am so excited to continue to do this. Please share this with your friends. Email us, message us on Instagram at Rosie Acosta or on Twitter at Rosie Acosta. Subscribe on iTunes, write a review. We love doing this. So please help us continue to keep this podcast going. Thanks for listening.